Hello and welcome to the Property Management Show. I'm your host, Alex Osinenko. My day job is the CEO of 4.5, a marketing company that works exclusively with fee-based property management companies. I spent the last seven years of my life helping property management companies become more successful by improving sales, marketing, and operational efficiency. On this show, we'll deconstruct success into its key components and invite subject matter experts to help you improve every facet of your business. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Welcome to the show. Boy, we have a uh, lineup of experts for you. But first, when I say we're recording live from the PM Growth Summit in Palm, West Palm Beach, Florida, where there are about 200 property management entrepreneurs here to learn how to grow their business. Guys, can you make some noise? Can we validate that we're live? <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Thank you. So here with me, uh, let me run through quick introductions and introduce my co-host, Jordan Muella, he is the CEO and president of Lead Simple. Next, thank you. Uh, next to Jordan, we have Dennis Youssef, the BDM coach extraordinaire. G'day. Welcome, sir. Yeah. Last but not least, we, we have Mayor Lou Tyler. Welcome. Oh. <laughs> thank you. All right, so. Let's get to the question. Today's conversation is going to be around um, building out your sales process and helping you grow your property management company. So let's go to a first question from the live audience. Hi, this is Bob Abbott from uh, Larker Realty in Charlotte. This is for Dennis. Uh, you talked a lot about um, presentations, live presentations, showing up to present to a client at their home. How do you modify that if they're out of state, out of country, you know, using technology? I, I love this question because it's really simple because technology is such a beautiful thing these days. Um, I'm such a good looking guy. So um, I used to do Skype sessions face to face with the people. Yeah, face to face. So that's how I did the presentation. Really, I'm not that good looking, but um, you know, you need to get face to face with them. The technology is there. I used to book an appointment with the client and I would um, arrange an appointment and go through the stuff. I'd send my pre-listing email out. I'd ask the same hot points um, so I could win their business, working out what their, um, the key points to win the business, send the pre-listing email out, and then I would um, also email them a, a copy of the agency agreement, get them to print it out, and I would go through it with them as if I was um, at the property. So you're not necessarily walking around the property. If it was an investor that had was looking to purchase a property, I would go to it first, and then I would uh, arrange a Skype meeting, Google Hangouts, Zoom meeting. There's so many forms of being able to be face-to-face -face with the client. There's no reason that you can't get them. You want to look into their eyes. You want to get their engagement. And you, know, you, know, you still need, you can win their business um, by gaining their trust by how you're um, dressed as well. You can even do a FaceTime to them. There's no excuse of not getting in front of a client anymore. All right, I'm going to interject with a question here, guys. Um, why go through the trouble of tracking sales activities if you already know the sales results? Meaning, if I know the outcome of how many new properties I'm closing, why go through the hassle of, of tracking actual sales activities? What's, what's the value in that? Well, first of all, it's not a hassle. It's really you're trying to fine tune the process of getting from that initial conversation or follow-up conversation to the opportunity. You want to be able to reduce the lag in the pipeline of how many of those conversations you have to have, what type, 
What was the pain point or challenge that you were able to overcome? Because you want to front end those in your content. And this is all making you smarter and smarter about how to shorten the time it takes to get from that conversation to op. Gotcha, thank you. So I have a question as well, unless we have another question from the audience. All right, Chris, go hey, ahead. Alex, thanks. Uh, Chris Arola, uh, Rent Pros Property Management, Sacramento. Questions for Dennis. Hey, I really liked a lot of the things you added to your presentation, and we'll include a lot of those. But my question is how long, uh, in terms of how much time do you spend average at a presentation when you go to somebody's home? I allowed an hour and a half. I didn't want to do a second presentation, so I was allowing one and a half hours of going into the property, and uh, and that's why it's really important to ask those hot points. So at the beginning, um, before you get to the presentation, so you, you would know if you're just going to do a quick walkthrough. I would only allow you know 15 to 30 minutes um, if they just wanted a, a letter for their financial, you know, the banks, etc. But one and a half hours because I wanted to make sure that I was overcoming every objection that I could. Um, you don't want to have two or three appointments for one management, for one door. So um, do what you can. Work on all your marketing materials. Work on all your presentation skills. Um, practice with everyone. You know, record yourself on the phone and ask yourself, would I list with myself, if that's what I was saying? You know, really put those things into place. And then an hour and a half will go really quickly and you'd be surprised at how fast that um, you'll be picking up your, um, you know, your, you'll increase your stats on listing properties when you go into the door. But you could hear him say immediately there's a process in the front end of that. There he's is. doing a qualification process, he's doing a are we a fit process. All of those things are things that you want to take, take track of mm -hmm. because then that'll tell you how many of those you need to get to the one and a half hour. So speaking of process, I have a situational scenario for you. Let's say I run a you know, 200 unit property management company and I'm doing all the sales myself, but I'm about to be ready to hire my first proper BDM. What are the first things you guys are educated, you know, by far the best salespeople I've ever met. Uh, what would be the first thing you do to kind of structure the process? So when that new BDM walks in, there's something there for them to do. And you can iterate from there, but what are the first steps? Let's simplify it for us. I would immediately map out the steps that you take from that first conversation to when you're actually visiting, whether it's remote, virtual, or on-site, and look at the key milestones along those ways, the, the, the actual steps that create forward movement into your pipeline. Have those all mapped out, and then you can, from there, you'll know how long it takes, so you'll have a timing parameter, you'll have an, a record, how many people you have to go through, and that's starting to shape the daily life of a salesperson who's gonna be doing this on your behalf. Yep, um, and I would make sure that your systems and procedures are right in your office, for starters. So you've obviously gotten your, your, your office at 200 doors, it doesn't mean that you're going to be prepared to be at $300. So make sure that you've got the right systems in place. Steven Rosenberg at Empire Industries is a prime example of fast growth. And then all of a sudden, there's all these band-aids that are in place to try and work out those things. So then they've worked out putting all the checklists in place so they're prepared for the growth. They're speeding up the process of the handover to the, from the property manager to the BDM. And then when you're talking to the BDM, get them to understand the processes so they know how to sell your services. So many people that I see, they employ a BDM and they say, okay, Dennis, train them. And I'll call the BDM and they don't know why the office is 
advertising, why they, why they advertise the way they do, why they market the way they do, how they collect the rent, why they collect the rent that way, um, you know, processes of how they um, evict a tenant and why they evict tenants. They need to know all of the systems and procedures of the office so then when they go into the door and they've got an opportunity to pitch for the business, they can then sell the services and explain why they do it that way. And the mistakes that they made previously from doing it why ABC Realty did it that way. Yeah, we used to do it that way and then this happened, so that's why we do it this way. Excellent. <clears throat> Any other questions from the audience? Right, we got one. Yeah, uh, Alex and Jordan, um, and Mary, maybe Mary Lou can chime in, comparing it to other industries as well. For us as property management company owners, looking at all the various uh, marketing, advertising options, uh, what kind of ROI should we look for based on the data that you guys have? What should be our hurdle rate or something we should look at as a baseline? If we're going to spend a dollar, how much should we expect to get back? So the ROI, as I understand the question, Duke, the ROI based on each channel that you use in advertising your business? Right. So I, I, I think yeah, the benchmarking will be the first thing. You got to take the pulse of the existing business and see what you do. Even if the only thing you do is referrals, take the pulse of referrals. Figure out how, what the conversion ratio is. Out of 10 leads, how many would you convert? Right? Where those referrals came from? And then kind of iterate from there. So once you have the pulse, then what you, what you do is you, you line up your benchmarks and then you just spreadsheet it, uh, spreadsheet it and then just go ahead and set goals for the next month, next month, and iterate. Um, every business is different. Remember we said, um, we had a presentation here, somebody said, you gotta be, Ben said that, you have to be lucky to be in certain locations. So what works for you, so for example, on social media, on Facebook, Duke, you can, your return can be great. Somebody else like Chris in Sacramento might not be the same. So really business depends, but take the benchmarks and then set the goals and then see if you hit them. But you know, tracking data, number one. The outreach channel is the only channel that's fully accountable right down to the penny. So that is the channel that you're gonna pour in based on probably past clients or what you envision is as a new client and then work the numbers backwards, but there's a waterfall for outreach. And typically what I see when I'm working with clients is there's a crawl, walk, run stage. So it's kind of how bad do you want it? And usually we have within six to nine weeks, we have something crawling and something walking. The ROI can be as little as three months. Yeah, so I don't have exact numbers there for you, Duke, but in terms of another way to frame it, time to pay back would be another way to frame it. In general, a time to pay back longer than 18 months is gonna be unacceptable. Time to pay back within six months is great. You're doing really well. And then your, your CAC, customer acquisition cost, to LTV, lifetime value ratio, if you can get that to a three to one ratio, that's gonna be like the upper limit of what should be profitable. And if you can get the ratio better than that, you're doing well. But that's really what I would say you should be anchored in is lifetime value to, to customer acquisition cost ratio and then having your cost per lead be a function of that and pursuing profitable channels based on knowing what your cost per lead target should be. One more thing, I think page 94 of the book has a calculator for outreach. That the book that's out there for you guys. Excellent. Any other questions from the audience? We got one in the back. Michael, Michael Fisher, Real Property Management, Salt Lake City. Uh, Dennis, you m mentioned uh, sending videos out, uh, things like that, to prospective tenants, prospective uh, investors, things like that during the sales process. One of the difficulties we have is uh, is implementing a, 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 a 
fail-proof process. Uh, what tools and things do you recommend, especially in regards to text messaging, videos, and things like that, to, to make that more streamlined and efficient, to make sure that it goes out every time and isn't necessarily dependent on a, a person or a BDM to, to, to do that through, through the sales process? Um, employ the services are virtually incredible to do it for you. Um, you know, I mean, there's a, a great system and service that you can put in place that they'll do it for you. Um, and just like uh, one of the guys said yesterday, you know, about doing video for sales, you know, if they're in that position, you tell them that it's part of the job. So um, I, I'd need to look at your, your systems and what you're doing and what's not working for me to be able to give advice on it. So it's a little bit difficult for me to say. Um, but I'd definitely be enforcing this um, because this is the way that technology is going. Um, you know, we'll talk, a lot of the, the blogs that have been spoken about yesterday, you need to have a blog, you need to have it in a video format as well. Um, you know, you need to create a YouTube channel, you need to have that optimised back to your website, and that's going to help, you know, your website increase up, and Alex can teach you on that stuff as well. Um, on video blogs, that's what you do as well, Alex, is that right? That's, that's Yeah, that's kind of the core, yeah. Yeah, uh, because of the importance of it. But um, it, you need to get a structure. You need to have your arms in everything. Some people don't like text. Some prefer to read, like um, we shared that people are doing a search on you, Yahoo. You, you need to be involved in all of the processes and work out what works better in your marketplace. Hopefully that answers the question. We have a... We have a Abdullah. We got one in the back. Yeah, Brad, hi. Hi, Brad Larson from Larson Properties in San Antonio. Questions for Dennis. So, Dennis, during a listing presentation, you get towards the end. Walk us through some scripts of how you transition into potentially closing them, working into the documentation, getting that all signed. So, kind of walk us through that end process. Sure. Because there is a bit of awkwardness there. You've given your speech, your spiel, and then now, okay, it's time to sign. Yep. So it, it's a really good question, right? Thank you. So um, the, the thing is, uh, I'm always asking those hot points. And when I'm, when I'm now I'm going in for the kill, should we say, I would uh, start to bring up those hot points back. And I'd say, you know, um, so Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you know, the biggest concern that um, you brought up was you're worried about the, the type of tenant that um, would be attracted to your property. You know, I'm hoping that I answered that for you. How do you feel about that? And they'd say yes or no. If they hadn't, then I'd go through those processes and explain our marketing again or um, how strict we are on our applications, and I'd go through it. So I'd say, so you're really happy with how um, things are and how we could be managing the investment property on your behalf? They're going to say yes. Okay, so they, they will say yes because you're getting them into the yes question and that's why I used to bring up those hot points. So what I'm going to do now, Mr and Mrs Smith, is I'm just going to go through the authorisation form with you. You do not have to sign right now. I'm not going to push anything onto you and I'll leave this with you at the end. So I'd go through the authorisation form with them. Now, the reason why I'd like going through it with them is because your authorisation form actually explains all the processes of property management. They've got a tick if they will allow you to do marketing. If somebody had actually asked me, how are you going to market my property? I would tell you, that's a really good question. I've actually got this in this form here that I'm going to go through with you in a second. So then I'd go through the form. By the time I've gotten to the form and I'm talking about, you know, if they've got anyone else they'd like to put as an authorisation, you know, I'd get their details, they'd fill it in. I'd actually hand write that information in and I'd say for us to be able to take over the management of your investment and start finding um, a suitable tenant, all you have to do is just sign here. It almost worked every time. 
So I'm a big proponent of uh, discovery process, asking questions, actively listening, uh, making sure you, you fish out the, the real pain points. Because when somebody says, you know, you're too expensive, that's not really the reason. Uh, the reason is you're just, you're just not a fit at this time. They haven't really realized the value. So if you go to the property discovery process, you know, at the end of when I, you know, I've been in sales um, all my life, that's kind of what the, my career, career choice is. And, you know, at the end of conversations with people who are a fit, you know, people tell me, can you send me a contract, please? Or where do I sign? Usually, you know, that, you know, you're at that point, if there's a friction within discovery and there's a question that you have to, re, you know, come back to later, you can't answer right now, then you're obviously not going to expect a signature right at the time. But naturally, it will just come to its uh, crescendo uh, if the discovery process has been fulfilled and you've done more listening than talking. So Does that sound good? It's brilliant. It really is. Um, I just want to share the importance of the video text again, and I'm going to come back to it because Elizabeth Hood, when she'd done that video text, she'd done it at my, um, she had shown everyone at my conference, and then I challenged her, and I went, mm, it's good, but it's not personal enough. Um, I had the honour of going into her office and doing some training a couple of weeks later, and we went to a vacant property, an owner had rung up while I was there and said, look, can you go to a property that's for sale? I'm thinking about taking it off the sale market and renting it. We went to the property, um, I got a smart lav um, road mic, and I connected it to her mobile phone, and I said, let's do a video text and send it to the owner now. And she looked at me, what am I gonna say? And I said, you're just gonna say what we're doing here. 10 seconds you've got. We did a text video, sent it to the owner straight away, and then um, within seconds, we got a text message back saying, send me the forms, I'm signing with you now. <laughs> that's brilliant. So we I, didn't even do a presentation, brilliant. right? That is absolutely brilliant. I, I, I mean, we, okay, we have another question. Let's, uh, we have about three minutes, so go ahead, please. Uh, my name is Abdullah Ferson from New Gym Management. Um, I manage in New York City. I'd like to thank you, Alex and Jordan, for this unbelievable conference. Thank you very much. Thank you. And my question is, <laughs> do you deserve it? And my question is for Mary Lou, and maybe Alex, you can jump in after. Um, New York City has a million eighty-three thousand buildings, and I suspect there's a million eighty-three thousand managing agents there. Right. So how do I compete in this in that market? Because earlier today I heard someone said we have too many leads. I mean, I want that leads. So. <laughs> I am dying for every single lead. I actually had a weirdest sales pitch ever because I was in front of the board with three different management company. They didn't even have time to interview everybody. So how do I compete in that market where there is 20 of me in every corner? But are there 20 of you? I mean, that's the thing. You have to differentiate wow. who you are. That's the spot we were talking about before. Yeah really dig deep into why you matter, why people love you, why people want to do business with you, what sets you apart from your, your colleagues. I mean, there's a lot of people who do a lot of things in a lot of industries, but it's those people who take the time to really dig deep and focus on you know, why people should use you. Why should they change? Why change now? And why use you? And once you get that once you get that core essence of who you are, that propagates through all your messages, through your videos, through all the things that he's talking about, that message bubbles up and, is re and resonates with your audience. So Lisa Wise is gonna talk about branding a little bit later on. I think that is the one that you gotta take a lot of notes on. 
But to me, going back to the basics, it's the power of content and being educa educated as a teacher. How many of, you said there's 20 of you in every corner, how many of them are educating, answering customer questions and really are open about what they do, their fees, their, you know, how they make the property successful? Zero. I, I bet there is probably zero. Maybe there's one. There's no Marcus Sheridan's to, comp to compete um, in where you are. So at least you can stake one corner and, 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 and put, a, put your stake in the ground and say, okay, I'm going to lock myself. Remember my presentation? Lock yourself in a room for two days. Figure out what your customers are asking you. Create tw 20 topics. Record the video. And you can use this content once published. You can use it in your follow-up email. You can use it in your text messages. You can use it in your uh, brochures. So differentiate yourself right from you know, the, first, um, the first visit on the website. They should already want you. They should want you so bad that they will wait for you to get back to them. And ask for the business. Simply ask. And really talk to your clients and find out why they chose you. Because that's, that's a... That's a an cool, eye good opener one. that a lot of people see themselves one way, but their clients see them completely differently. All right, fantastic. We're out of time. Look at that, Xander. Zero minutes. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you.